Hello and welcome back to Toilet. <laughs> Can we keep that in there, please? That's just the intro. All right, moving okay. on. No, 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 no. We're, we need to do no, this. No, 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 no. This Hello. is gonna. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Toilet Time. Something occupy yourself while you pop a squat. This is Jack. This is Nova. And today we're gonna start off by talking about Mara Murray. Yeah, you've never heard of her, have you? You showed me a video about her. I did, but before that, you hadn't heard of her. No, I I actually that video you showed me of that guy laughing. Mm -hmm. I'd seen something like on a top ten most creepy videos on the internet. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I get the shivers. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard of Mara Murray, which is crazy that in such a small, not even a small town, but a small state like New Hampshire, like no one really hears about New Hampshire a lot. New Hampshire, or Rhode Island. New Hampshire, I mean. Things in New England that are not masked. No, no one knows about us. <laughs> like, I had an online friend, and they're like, where are you from? And I was like, New Hampshire. And they're like, oh, I forgot that state existed. And I've heard that from so many people. So, yeah, in such a small state, something so big mm. and creepy has happened. I think uh, there's documentaries about this shit, like, on the television. Like, real, like... There's documentaries? Yeah. And I think there's been TV episodes about it. Like, this is a big deal. So I'm surprised whenever I'm like, oh, have you heard of Mara Murray? And a lot of people are like, no. It's not... Even though it's small town stuff, it's big world stuff, too. It's, mm. it's just one of the most creepiest just cold cases ever. And I hate that it's a cold case. But anyway, hearing us talk about this, you probably know it's about a missing person named Mara Murray. She disappeared on February 9th, 2004. That is now 16 years ago. It is, yeah. That is, oh, that's weird. Mm. No, 17. Oh, yeah. We're in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> forgot. Wow. 2020 and, was just such a long year. We thought it would never, never I, end. I know. And freaking, it's not even like just 2021. It's like almost February now. And I still think it's 2020. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Is it the 25th? Today is the 24th. 24th. Mm. Okay. So, she disappeared in 2004. February 9th. She got into a car crash on... I don't remember what road. Okay, Route 112 in Woodsville, New Hampshire. Have you heard of Woodsville? No. Small town in New Hampshire. I know where you're from, and I know the place that's connected to the main Gorham. Yes. Well, she um, was near Woodsville. She was actually in Haverhill, which some people pronounce Haverhill. I don't like that. It's Haverhill. It's spelled, it's spelled like Haverhill. It's H-A-V-E-R-H-I-L-L. -L, Haverhill. But everyone says Haverhill. Some people say Haverhill. It's mostly old men, and I'm like, stop. So she crashed her car there in like a snowbank, and there was a snowstorm. First of all, that's the only information they're gonna get. I gotta rewind back in time. She emailed her professors. This was a winter break, I think, or no, it wasn't a break. That's what's sketchy about it. She left her college campus. She went to University of Massachusetts. Oh, she was, I forgot she was a college student. Yes, she was twenty-one. I believe, when she disappeared. Or 22? How old are you junior year? She was a junior year nurse, nursing student. Well, I'm technically a junior right now, but I'm younger than I'm supposed to be. I'm 
Turning 20. Well, it all depends on when your birthday is. So I guess 21 would be junior? Well, I know she was at least 21 because she bought alcohol. She bought it herself. That's part of the story. Um, mm. She left campus and she emailed her professors and her work supervisor that she was taking a week off due to a death in the family. The creepiest part about this, that gives me the shivers, ooh, there was no death in the family. She lied. Don't know why. Um, hmm. At 7.27 p.m., a local woman reported a car accident on the sharp corner of Route 112. It is a pretty sharp corner. I've driven around it every single time I drive past it, which isn't often. I get really just creeped out, especially because there's a ribbon. It's a big blue ribbon. It's huge. They must replace it every once in a while because it, no way it's lasted 17 years now. Have it's you just, gone there like uh, just to look like mm-hmm. it, for Marmory? Not Mar- for Marmory, but because of Marmory? No. Um, no, the ribbon is actually how I found the story out. It's just, we go through Woodsville a lot to get Chinese food. There's a really good Chinese food restaurant in Woodsville. Oh, yeah, I remember you, on a couple of FaceTimes with you, you always were talking about getting Chinese food. Yeah, General Gao's Chicken. Yeah. From the restaurant in Woodsville. So good. Anyway, we're not sponsored by them. Uh, not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. Um, yeah, so every time I drove a bus, I'm like, what's with the blue ribbon on the tree? Giant present-looking thing. Like, oh, yeah, that's from Mara Murray. And that's when I did the research, and I was, I was just fascinated by this story. I used to talk about it all the time, but it's exhausting because it's such a long story, and no one's ever seems to care. <laughs> but it just interests me so much because, first of all, why she she's planning something, obviously. She emails her professors and her boss, like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a week. Someone died. And she felt the need to lie yeah. about death in the family. And then she ended up crashing her car. First of all, we don't know if that was on purpose or not. Um, everything is just unknown. I know there was something else known about... He, like, booked some hotel rooms or something. And then I think she canceled them. I just know that prior to the disappearance... Well, she admitted to using a stolen credit card to order food from several restaurants. That's shady. Mm. Um, on the evening before her disappearance, she spoke on the phone with her older sister, and they were talking about relationship problems with her fiancé. Not Mara's, but her sister's. Apparently, she had problems with her fiancé. Mm. And apparently... She broke down into tears on her shift, like the day of her disappearance, she had a shift. Um, there's a lot of information about before she went missing that is just sketchy. Yeah, it sounds it. So she dropped her dad off at, oh, he had a motel room and she borrowed his Toyota Corolla, returned to campus, and attended a dorm party. She arrived at 10.30 p.m. At 2.30 a.m. on Sunday, she left the party. At 3.30 a.m., went to her father's motel. She struck a guardrail on Route 9 and caused nearly $10,000 worth of damage to her dad's car. Oh, jeez. 
Wow. Oh, geez. There's just... Oh, there's so much information. Okay, this is what's creepy. The first reported contact that she had with anyone on February 9th, the day she disappeared, was at 1 p.m. She emailed her boyfriend, I love you more, stud. I got your messages, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking to much of anyone. I promised to call today, though. Love you, Mara. She also made a phone call talking about renting a condo. Yeah, in Bartlett, New Hampshire. That's what I was looking for. She was talking mm. about running a condo. Telephone records indicate the call lasted three minutes. The owner didn't rent the condo to her. And then at 1.13, she called a nursing student for reasons unknown. Hmm. 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 Very weird. No, nope. here's more. At 2.05 p.m., she called a number that provides records about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. So she's making multiple phone calls in the span of hours, trying to book places in two different states. That is what's sketchy. Mm. Like, why do you think she would do that? Like, to be untraceable? Maybe. Or was she actually trying to find some place to stay? That's the weird thing. How far is Vermont from New Hampshire? Um, it depends where you are in the state. Well, where is she from? She, well, first of all, her college was in Massachusetts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But in New Hampshire, I don't remember where she was from. I just know that her crash was in Haverhill. Well, at 2.18 p.m., she called her boyfriend and left a voice message promising they would talk later. The call ended after one minute. In her car, she had packed clothing, toiletries, college textbooks, and birth control pills. When her room was searched later, campus police discovered most of her belongings packed in boxes and the art removed from the walls. So, yeah, one week off sounds more like she was planning on leaving and never coming back to campus. Also, those are for reasons unknown. Like, she was calling a bunch of people, leaving a bunch of messages. There's so many signs. One of the theories about what happened to her was that she killed herself. But that just doesn't add up because I feel like with most suicides, you'd be able to find a body. Right. Yeah. Well, um, there's been... There's a forest in Japan that a whole bunch of people... Suicide forest. Yeah, yeah. and they, there's a whole bunch of people they haven't found... Their bodies, so... I mean, if they really want not to be found, I bet she could've. But that's the weird thing. She was spotted, and there was a snowstorm, and her footprints and her scent, the dogs, her scent were searched for, and there was snow on the ground, so you could follow footprints. The footprints stopped, so someone picked her up. That's a known. And also... And just die in the middle of the road. <laughs> Booking, trying to book motels or condos doesn't seem like something someone who was going to commit suicide would do. No. that I think she was trying to maybe run away. It sounds Start like... Start a new life. That's also another theory is that she didn't actually disappear and that she's just gone and she's completely someone else and they can't find her. That's well, a very optimistic view. I think she's gone, which is horrible. Well, um, could have done that to get out of her student debt. 
Okay, that's not funny. Okay, it's kind of funny. But uh, on top of the boxes was a printed email to Murray's boyfriend indicating trouble in their relationship. Ooh. So they think there's one of the theories that he killed her? No, that's not a theory. Oh. I don't think. No. Around 3.30 p.m., she drove off the campus in her black 1996 Saturn sedan. And classes at the university had been canceled that day due to a snowstorm. Yes, there was a huge snowstorm going on. That is very important. Mm. At 3.40 p.m., she withdrew $280 from an ATM. Footage showed that she was alone. And then at a nearby liquor store, she purchased about $40 worth of alcohol. How many... Forty dollars. Forty dollars. So worth of like alcohol. Two handles, <laughs> including Bailey's Irish Cream, Kahlua vodka, and a box of Franzia wine. A lot of alcohol mm. for someone alone. <laughs> is that all for her, or is she gonna go meet someone? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Security footage again shows that she was alone when she made that purchase, and at some date. Uh, point in the day, she also picked up accident reports from the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles, probably for what happened to her dad's car. Mm. Maybe she's trying to hide evidence. Who knows? Then she left Amherst, which was in Mass, between 4 and 5 p.m. via the Interstate 91 North. Hmm. Hmm. She didn't inform anyone of her destination or any evidence that she'd chosen one, so no one knows where she was going. She just took the money out, bought a bunch of alcohol, packed up her all her shit, didn't bring it all with her, but packed it up, got in her car and drove off. And that is all we knew from the prior day. And so about 7 p.m., Woodsville, New Hampshire, a resident heard a loud thump outside her house. And so she saw a car up against a snowbank. And... Called the sheriff's department to report the accident. And. Oh, according to 911 log, the woman claimed to have seen a man smoking a cigarette inside the car. Hmm. However, she later stated that she had not seen a man nor a person smoking a cigarette, but rather had seen what appeared to be a red light glowing from inside the car, potentially from a cell phone. That is a very different. Claim. Very different. I don't like that. Because it almost seems like she might have called, but then maybe a man, that man, maybe she saw, mm-hmm. like bribed her or threatened her into saying something different. Maybe. But the, one of the big um, suspects was a bus driver who was a neighbor of the woman. He was a school bus driver. He returned home and noticed the young woman was not bleeding or injured. But she was cold and shivering. And he offered, this is what's weird. He offered to call for help. She asked him not to call the police. One police report says pleaded. She was begging him not to call the cops. After you get into a car accident in a snowstorm, you'd think someone would want to call for help. Yeah, you'd think that they want help. Yeah, and be like, uh, get me out of here. <laughs> and she told him she'd already called AAA. Mm. And AAA reported no. She never called us. So again, she's lying. She's trying to hide something. And there's no cell reception in that area anyway at all, which I 
totally know that. I've driven through Woodsville so many times. and Is that near the Kank? No, not at all. There, but there's no bars. None. Even in the town of Woodsville, when you get like past the trees, and there's just not good service anywhere. Oh. Um, but the bus driver apparently continued home and called the police. And when he made the call, he was unable to see her car. But he noticed several cars pass on the road before the police arrived. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Very weird. So, when the Haverhill police officer arrived at the scene, no one was in or around the car. The car had impacted the tree on the driver's side and damaged the left headlight. Okay, I don't care about the car damage. I want to see... Yep, inside and outside the car, he found red stains that looked like the wine that she had. Um, and then he found an empty beer bottle. So it's never been proven that she was drinking and driving. We can't say. It could have been empty because the crash, uh, or she could have drank it. Who knows? They Not like they have her body to test the Toxicology. Levels. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess... She was probably drank it. You think so too, right? Like it oh, well, sounds yeah. like. But it's like. You can't just say, oh, she crashed, so she was probably drunk. Like, it's no, you snowy. Can't make that assumption, so no. You just never know. Yeah, he found a AAA card, blank accident report forms, gloves, compact discs, makeup, diamond jewelry, driving directions to Burlington, Vermont. Which, that's sketchy. That's where she was going to go. Well, one of the options, I think. Mm. Her favorite stuffed animal and Not Without Peril, a book about mountain climbing in the White Mountains. This is weird. So she took the time. Get ready for this. Oh, my God. I'm going to start crying. This is just so crazy. She, after she crashed, right, and there's a snowstorm, she takes the time to take stuff with her. Missing were her debit card, credit cards, and her cell phone, none of which has been located or used since she disappeared. So, so she took all that with her and had it, but it hasn't been used. So she probably, so we know that from moments between leaving her car, she was taken and killed. Mm. The police later reported some of the bottles of purchased liquor were also missing. So, so she took all that and some alcohol and was just walking down the road in a snowstorm that's weird isn't um, it weird mm, almost like there was someone there to help yeah so this is an alleged sighting 8 to 9 30 p.m between 8 to 8 30 a contractor returning home from franconia that is very much near my hometown so not close to Haverhill, like an hour or more away. So if she got that far, I don't believe that. Someone said they saw a young woman, a young person, sorry, moving quickly on foot eastbound on Route 112. About four to five miles east of where her vehicle was discovered. Wait a minute, what? Oh, they were returning home from Franconia. Mm. So they were leaving Franconia going back to Haverhill. Never mind. So they thought they saw her on that same road. Oh, wow. Interesting. 
Well, this is where it gets even weirder. What, with the guy in the video? Yes. Mm. Obviously, it's a weird disappearance. All those things, there's, like, no, not enough information to, like, even go, like, oh, what happened to her? So, obviously, the police had to get into it and try to find her. And after looking at so many suspects, they just can't find where she is. There was this guy on YouTube. His name is 112Dirtbag. Great username. Wonderful. Creative. Posted a video called Happy Anniversary. Go look it up if you want to creep yourself out. At night, turn off all the lights, lay in your bed, pull this video up. Nightmare fuel. Creepy looking guy. I think he was missing some teeth. Either that, he just got like sharp bangs. I don't know. <laughs> He's sitting there. It's just a video of like two minutes straight. He's maniacally laughing. <laughs> it's not even like that. It's like Joker laughs. It is, yeah. And like you can see evil in his eyes. And the video titled Happy Anniversary was posted the day she went missing. It was just creepy. People thought that maybe he had something to do with it, but after some investigation, it was like, no, he's just a kook on the internet. Mm. Just a crazy old guy. Um, just some old boomer. Yeah, but obviously, after you look for someone, what's like the timeline where they give up on finding a missing person? That's a good question. Um, is there one? I yes, there is a certain point. Forever. Um, I don't know when it is because there's also the statute of limitations as well. Yeah. Um, which apparently that hasn't run out on, which is good. That hasn't run out on what are they called Noxies because they just arrested like the last Noxie that they've arrested just a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know. For a uh, missing person. Possible murder case. Yeah. All I know is that they gave up after a while, obviously. And closed the case. Now, recently, there's been more searches. They reopened it. That's how crazy this shit is. They're like, nah, we gotta figure this out. So, they're was a house on that road. I don't remember why. I don't want to waste my time trying to find it, but there was an interest taken in a house. And they searched it. Apparently they was there was like blood or something in the closet, like blood stains. I don't quite remember. I could be wrong. Don't take this as fact, but there after years of like trying to fight with these people because these people wouldn't let them search the house. And I don't remember if they died or moved out or what, but eventually, like, this was very recent. Like, I want to say maybe within the last year or so, they finally had the rights to go in and search it. And it was like this big, like, oh, we're finally going to find her. I, I mean, obviously she'd be dead, but... I know it would be such good closure for her parents to, like, just see a body. Mm. Um, 
They had to destroy the whole basement. They dug up the whole damn house. He wasn't in there. Crazy. And I think personally, you can't, it was a snowstorm, so the ground was frozen. So she's not buried. She Unless either... the person waited. Uh... Or they kidnapped her, kept her alive for a bit. There's been people who've done that. They could have kept her throughout the winter and then buried her when it was... Well, I mean, like, kept her captive and, like, did stuff to her while she was alive. But then what? Just the whole thing, though, is why haven't we found a body yet? It's been 17 years. There's been there's a lot of missing people that just have not been found. Jimmy Hoffa. I've never heard of him. Uh, he was, what are they called? The Teamsters? Something like that. Um, head of a union, uh, and they were, like, really involved with the, or at least he was really involved with the mafia, and he just up and disappeared one day. Weird. But I think my mom said something about someone reported seeing a fire that same night. I think they could have burned her body. And that's why we don't know what's up. Oh my gain. You're you're a little quiet, it looks like. Whatever. You want me to scream? No. It turned up a little bit because your line was kind of thin. Well, I think they burned her. Yeah. That, Either that or she's still alive, but I doubt it. They could have, um... What, uh, what's... Crazy, no. Crazy 8 was in the basement. Uh. Yeah. Could have done that. Oh, yeah, so they searched the house... In the closet of an A-frame, a house approximately one mile from the crash site, cadaver dogs allegedly went bonkers, possibly identifying the presence of human remains. The house had formerly been the residence of the man implicated by his brother who had given Fred Murray the rusty knife in 2004. Oh, what? I forgot about all this. A sample of carpet from the home was sent to the New Hampshire State Police, but results were never released to the public. What? Hmm. Oh, hell no. This just gets worse and worse. I find new information about this case every time I look it up. Oh, my God. Hmm. I personally think the police aren't doing a great job with it. You think they, like, gave up? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's been so long, so obviously they want to give up. Yeah, there's just one point we're going to say she's dead somewhere. We just don't know where. Yep, in early April, I think of just recently. February 2019. Yeah. Yep. April of, I think, 2019. They excavated the whole basement. And, yeah, so the property got sold. That's what happened. And the new owners were like, yeah, sure. Come look. They excavated the basement, and... They found nothing. Hmm. Crazy. Hopefully they, um, repaired the basement after they ex excavated oh, oh. it. You know the 2020 show? No. 20 slash 20 episode, that, you know that show, 2020? Oh, they talk about stuff like this. This was on 2020. Hmm. And also was on 
episodes of Disappeared on Oxygen. No, Oxygen produced a documentary. There's so many just... Oh? Her disappearance was the subject of nonfiction thriller True Crime Addict. How I Lost Myself in the Mysterious Disappearance of Mara Murray. Yeah. Mm. I definitely want to watch. Oh, there's a podcast dedicated just to her disappearance. I was, yeah, I was about to say, I think that seems like something someone will dedicate a podcast to. Yeah. Like, this is definitely, like, not just episode-worthy. Like, you could talk about this for... Yeah, it'd be like a true crime podcast. It is. It is a true crime podcast. Which this episode, I guess, is true crime. Here's the thing. This is why I like talking about this. It's not what happened, like, how she went missing that creeps me out the most. It's the stuff that happened beforehand that all just leads to this. That is the creepiest. All the Mm. phone calls she made, all the bookings, all the stuff she bought. The way she was acting, and then she just heard all of her lies, and now she's just gone. Like, it could be coincidence. She could just be going through a rough time and then happen to get kidnapped. But it all just, it's so weird. Mm. The whole dorm was just ready to go. And then she just disappears. I It's fishy. Yeah, very, very uh, suspicious. And... There's apparently someone my mom knows that claims that he knows what happened to her, but he won't say. Why? Is he, like, involved or something? I feel like he could be. I might know. I might personally know the killer of Mara Marie. Oh, that's fucked. But no. He claims that he knows who did it and that it was some of his friends. And that he says one of them's dead, one of them moved and another one I don't remember but he like says he has all this information I'm like you're either a pathological liar or you're involved and it's crazy Mm. what's like your favorite like true crime thing my favorite true crime like Uh, story or whatever true crime story um not into that I, I like it I just can't pick a favorite who's your favorite serial killer we shouldn't killer. have favorites. Look, who uh, who most interests you? Most interests me? Um, BTK? No. Kemper? No. Bundy? Manson? Come on. Um, uh, I can't think of one. Really? No. You watch Mindhunter like five times and you can't pick a f- most interesting serial killer? They're all very interesting because they all have their own like psychologies behind them. I know, but you didn't pick one? One that's the most interesting? Yeah. No, because they're all like interesting in their own unique ways. I know. i most interested in the, like, Iceman guy. And he wasn't even, like... Richard Kuklinski. He was a hitman. Richard Kuklinski. Yeah. He was part of, what, the mob? Uh, He was a hitman. So he wasn't part of the mob, per se. He did a lot of hits for the mob. Mm. Um, He said that he killed, like, at least 300 people. Which, 
being a hitman, yeah, probably. That's crazy. Um, if he were a serial killer, that could just be boasting. Like, uh, um, there are some serial killers that say like they killed in the thousands, and it's like that's not true. No. Yeah, or not thousands, but like high hundreds. I I think that's possible. High hundreds, like eight hundred. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who else was interesting? John Wayne Gacy. Because he was just buddy-buddy with everyone in the neighborhood. It was Kemper. Yeah, that's how they get away with it. And that's like the guy I was just talking about who says he knows what happened tomorrow. He's friends with all the cops in Bethlehem. Did he wet his bed? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. Okay, what else did you want to talk about today? We've had enough of the... Creepy crawly talk. Um, I had an idea about like uh, like uh, most interesting uh stories at work. I okay. Guess. Do you have one for yourself in mind then that you want to throw? Uh, you want to go first? Um. Okay. Well, I'll tell the one. I don't have any interesting stories about Coles yet. I haven't been there long enough. About uh, no, that's nothing compared to what. I've seen at Clark's. That's what I'm saying. Go to Clark's. That's what I was... Yeah. Oh. I'm about to talk about that. Okay. So, well, first of all, let me explain. This... Every time I'm, like, applying for a new job and they're like, previous work experience, I'm like, how do I explain this job to people? <laughs> uh, my assistant manager now said, you know, I thought it was a little weird when you said you worked with bears, but, I mean, <laughs> I don't work with the bears directly. There's a big family back in New Hampshire that has bears, and they trained them. They didn't use violence, and they're all rescues, um, and there's bear shows. I'm not going to say anything else about it. If you want to see a bear show, go. I'm not going to explain the details, but I work in the photo place there. Have, you, oh. have we said the name of the place yet? Yeah. Oh, okay, I can't remember. I couldn't remember. What? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for interrupting me. Um, I worked in the photo place where, you know, it's like these old time photos that you dress up like you're in a different time era, like cowboys or the flappers, or the Victorian eras, all that jazz. Mm. The props. It's like they have them at the fair, but they're these little tiny rooms. Ours is huge and it's very professional, some serious stuff. One thing I'll say, our floors are carpeted and they shouldn't be because everyone is there. First of all, everyone has to take their shoes off. You get in line and you say, I want to have your shoes, bracelets, watches, anything extra modern you don't want in your photo. Put it in the bin. Then all the dads make the joke, huh, I feel like I'm at the airport. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're so funny, dude. <laughs> Dad jokes, ugh. And they go in, they get dressed in costumes. We have to help them because we all know the sizes and everything, and if people tried to pick their own, they would be putting on kids' clothes. So we do that, we prop them up, set them up, I make them look all fancy, all that jazz. So one of my most interesting stories here, I would say, is when I was taking a photo, I finished it, it was great, everything was fine. Now, 
the kid goes back to the costumes. It's a family and a kid. And they're in the dressing room. All of a sudden, I hear some yelling. And I go over, and I see on the floor, there's a pond of piss. The child had peed themselves directly on our carpet. And it was not a trickle. I'm telling you, their bladder was empty. The pee was... It hadn't even all absorbed into the carpet yet. It was just a lake just sitting on top of Jeez. piss. I could smell it. I was frozen. I didn't know what to do. I was just standing there just looking at it. And my coworker from across the room saw me, saw the panic in my eyes because they just mouthed. They're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I tried to whisper as quietly as possible, hoping they could read my lips. I was like, kid just peed on the floor. <laughs> oh. My dad was like, do you have any paper towels? I was like, yeah, I grabbed him a paper towel roll and he just pressed down on it. I'm like, oh, you're soaking it into the carpet. He was like pushing it. And so luckily we have a carpet cleaner. So we ran that through the rug, like I'll believe three times. And then we had to put an outer, out of order sign on the dressing room for uh, the rest of the day. The best part was while he was cleaning it, the door was shut in the dressing room and you could hear him hitting his kid with the paper towel roll. And the kid was just crying and I was like, um, please don't beat your kids in the dressing rooms. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I've got plenty more stories, but you should go with one because I don't want to steal all the thunder. <laughs> um, trying to think of one. You made this, you're telling me, you made this topic up, like, oh, let's do work stories, and here you are, don't have a single one? This was your idea. If it's your idea, that means you should have some input. I'm drawing a blank. Oh my goodness, well, I don't want to be talking the whole time, all these listeners do not want to hear my voice. They do. No, they need to hear you talk a little bit more, because I am tired of, frankly, of listening to myself. Um... Let me try and think of one. Uh, Didn't you have like a coked up customer? Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember what time it was. It was like near closing, which is about six o'clock. Um, and a customer comes in and he's, his hand is just like flying all over the place or something. He's just shaking so much. Um, and when it was wrong, I looked up uh, and his all around his eyes were so like wrinkled and red and like sunken in. Wrinkled. I don't know. It just looked like someone was like he had like pinched all over the place. Ew. I guess. And his like eye, crow's feet. Huh. Like crow's feet. But more. Was he old? No. How old did he look? Like without the drug influence. If I would say without the drugs, I'd say late thirties. Hmm. Strange. Um, but with all this, he's just. His eyes were all like, they looked like doll eyes almost. Like they they were all glossed over and just bloodshot all over the place too. And uh, yeah, he was like scratching also. And I, j <laughs> I asked him if he was a rewards member. He was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wouldn't have even asked him. Does he look like he's a rewards member? I don't know. You know what Pat's Bainey thinks to be a rewards member? It's free. <laughs> but, oh my god. And I just... He, like, uh, when I told him how much the, it was, um, I can't remember how much, he, like, threw the cash at me. Dude, my coke lady did that to me, too. Your Must coke be a cokehead thing. I have a coke story, too. It's nice. Was it, do you think it was coke this guy was on? Or something else? It might have been heroin. Tweaking? Was he tweaking, or was he, like, going, uh... That type. If he was, that, that's not heroin. That sounds like meth. Well, he could be... Could not have been on his fix. Hmm. Like he could have been, um. Withdrawal. Withdrawing, yeah. Maybe. Because it looked like heroin. Like the way he, he looked, threw, it looked like heroin. He threw his money at you. He just went. Pretty much. Did you give him the change? Yeah, I gave him the change. Um. Sounds like he would have just dashed. And he was just like. Going like that out the door. All like hunched up and. Stuff. It was kind of sad, really. Yeah, that is actually really sad. My lady was nuts. Did I tell you this story? I don't believe so, no. Well, it's a calm day at Kilburn's photo parlor. We're just, you know, sitting there. The doors bust open. We have the double doors, you know, mm. that you can just push. They go in and out both ways. She comes in, flailing. She's just waving around. She's a daughter, too. She looked probably about, like, 10, maybe. Goes, signs up. They want to be, I think it was Southern Bells. Yeah, I remember exactly what they were dressed as because this is how crazy this was. They dressed up, and it doesn't take long to put on a costume, right? They're in the dressing room for probably like five minutes. That's like average time. After a bit, I'm like, okay, this is starting to get a little weird. I'm like, what's taking so long? I give them another few minutes, like maybe two more, and that's where I start to feel like, okay. I'm a little concerned. At this point, like 10 minutes have passed. I knocked on the door. I was like, you guys okay? And they answered. They're like, yeah, we're good. We're just we're doing stuff. I don't remember what they said. I think they just said, yeah, yeah, we're good. I was like, maybe they're just like confused about how to put the thing on. Because sometimes they're confusing. So I was like, you guys need any help? I'm like, no, we're good. Like, okay. I want to say they were in there for at least 20 minutes. We kept on checking our watches, and we were just laughing. Well, silently, obviously, because we didn't want them to hear us, but we were just dying. Because um, it was quiet. Like, they weren't those. They weren't talking in there. Didn't hear, like, rustling or really around either. Like, it sounded just dead silence in there. We're like, what's taking so long? I was like, did they just, like, die in there or something? Like, I was actually concerned that they might have, like, passed out or something. We knock again. They're like, we're coming. Soon later, they come out. They were doing their makeup. The mom was doing her makeup, and the mom, I think, put some makeup on the girl. She had red lipstick on foundation the whole nine yards. She looked like a clown. Um, and she got some makeup on the floor, actually. It's still in there. We can't get it out. The crack between the carpet and the wall, there's just a chunk of foundation, like, powder on the floor. She was... I must have been going crazy in there. And the whole time, she's just, like, very just, like, jittering and just, like, talking super fast. Like, blah, 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 And just, like, not finishing a whole sentence. She's just yada, yada, yada. I sit her down. Oh, I've got to crack my knuckles. Hold on. This is going to be satisfying. Oh, 
Nice. I sit her down on the chair and hold on. I'm about to say something that might offend somebody. If it does, this was her, not me. She sits down and she, she goes out of nowhere. She's like twitches, whips her head. She's like, oh my God, sorry. I'm a little bit retarded today. Yeah. And I go in my head. I didn't say anything. Quite frankly, I was afraid of her. I paused in my tracks. I was like, first of all, lady, that word is not okay in general. Second of all, if you think it's okay, don't use it in a children's park. This is a children's family park. And her kid is right there, right next to her. Third of all, you can't just be mentally disabled one day and not the next. She goes, oh, I'm a little bit right now. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it works. I take her pictures. She can't barely sit still. She's just like, blah, 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 blah. She goes to pay, right? She throws like money all over the counter. There's a bunch of ones and coins and 20s and just all of her bills are disheveled and crinkled and everywhere. We had to pile it up, organize it, count it. She also had like, for some reason, like 20 water bottles that she threw out on the counter too. Just everywhere. She had just so much shit. And she went up to the computer to pick her favorite photo. And she goes, oh, I want this one. No, 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 that one, that one. And she's just pointing her finger just everywhere, touching the screen. We're like, can't, it's not a touch screen. Don't touch it. And then she'd be like, wait, I like that one. We're like, zoom in on my face. And we would. And then she'd be like, oh. talking to herself. Smiling. She's like, oh, no, no, go to the next one. She was just light speed, mega crackhead. And the whole time, her daughter is sitting there like, oh, this is normal. Because it probably is. I'm like, you poor thing. You deal with this all day, every day. So it's funny, but at the end of the day, it's also kind of sad. Very sad, yeah. Oh. Like, we do that. We tend to laugh a lot at people who are drugged out because, like, it's funny to watch. But then you sit and you realize, like, that's actually, like, really not funny. (laughs) Oh, not at all. I've noticed quite a bit of drug abuse down here in Bangor. Oh, well, yeah, Maine, like, we have a major opioid problem. That wasn't New Hampshire. What? That wasn't New Hampshire. Opioids is one of the biggest problems America in general, we're just huge ones. Especially down where I'm from here. Um, it is pretty much known as the, the, the place where it, it's the slums, I guess you'd say. Not slums, but um, where I'm from... There's a lot of uh, drug abuse. Well, I'm looking up opioid summaries by state. Uh, It's worst in West Virginia, Maryland, and New Hampshire is at number three. Hmm. Maine's all the way down at number 10. Yeah, New Hampshire has a huge opioid problem. I don't know exactly why. Especially because Maine and New Hampshire are quite similar. I mean... Maine has more things to do. I hate to say this, but I feel like... Maine has more things to do? More things to do, like, out in, like... More things to do in Maine. I'm trying to say, like, I think there's a correlation between boredom and drug use. And people in New Hampshire are like, oh, there's nothing to do out here. I'm just gonna, like, get high. I saw people think in Maine there's nothing to do here. I know. I think there's nothing to do here here either, but it's because I've lived here for a while now. When I first got here from New Hampshire, I was like, oh... This is like New York City. And I'm like, ugh, Bangor. Yeah, there's a lot to do in New Hampshire. There's, there's like trails 
on every road. There's more to do in Maine than in New Hampshire. There is. All right, debate right now. Anyone who lives in New Hampshire, well, anyone who lives in New Hampshire is going to say that, and anyone who lives in Maine is going to say. Basically, the point, everyone just hates where they live. Yeah, well, they get used to it. Yeah. That's, that's why, why Daniel I, Green keeps moving. <laughs> yes, that's why Daniel Green keeps moving. We're not going to do that. I'd love to live in an RV and just... Mm-mm. That is not going to happen. <laughs> I just love the idea of living in a different place every year. Nah. All right, we can get rich then and continuously move houses. I'm not living in a van. I live in a van down, down by, by the river. river. <laughs> My dad claims to have been at the party where he died. Chris, Chris, Farley. Chris Farley died? Yeah. yeah. Can you believe he was supposed to be Shrek? I know, right? The concept art. Um, It's so ugly. It is. I'm sorry, but... That's the one good thing that came out of his death is that Shrek was voiced by, what's it, his name, Mike, Mike Myers. Myers? Yeah. Because he's just a perfect Shrek. He no is. one else could have done Shrek. That, um, I'll, did Austin Powers or Shrek come out first? Because he either used his Shrek voice for Fat Bastard or used his Fat Bastard voice for Shrek. Shrek? I think Austin Powers came out first. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get this wrong, though. Hold on. I'm going to Google well, it. Well, um... Fat Bastard was in the second one. I don't think he was in the first one. Really? Yeah. Well, let me see. I don't remember. Austin I think the second one is The Spy Powers Who Shagged Me. Two. It came out in 1999, Austin Powers 2. And Shrek came out in 2000, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so a uh, year before. Mm -hmm. They would have been doing it, though, then. They would have been recording. So he must have come up with the voice for them both Just i think at the same time like yeah. dude i got the best voice i'm gonna do a irish scottish the scottish scottish accent what's the difference at this point um scottish i don't know scottish has more like an oomph to it whereas irish it's like distilled scottish I just offended a whole bunch of people right there. <laughs> I just started a war. Do you I think just, any Irish people are listening to this? I don't know, but... No. Oh. I, I don't know if that's the right way of putting it. Like, there's like... I, I think there's more throat in the Scottish accent. Which one? You not know how to flush the toilet after you've had a shit? It wasn't me. Well, it was fucking one of us. Whereas... <laughs> the Irish, I think, is more towards, like, the front of the mouth. Okay. Well, we're done trying to figure that out. Yeah, let's stop making more. Chris Farley's death led to Shrek being better. That makes the world a better place. Mm. <laughs> um, body wants. <laughs> oh, we gotta watch Shrek again. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we watched it, I dropped my waffles. waffles. <laughs> you want to? I can't tell it. I can't. So, um,. At our college, they were doing an event um, where we got to go to the, uh, what's it called? Drive-in? Drive-in. Drive-in. Yeah. Um, to watch a movie for free. And it was Shrek. And, you know, um, in the morning, I'm making waffles. Yeah, so we wanted but, to make waffles. Yeah, so I, I said, let's make waffles. We did. Make me. We put frozen waffles in the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, put them in, not saran wrap. Tin foil. Tin foil. I wanted to say saran wrap. I don't know why. Um, and we're leaving the door, and then Nova drops her waffles, and he immediately goes, I'm the waffles! 
I was scared. I know. And then later on, <laughs> I, he went, I dropped my waffles and I was scared. And you thought that was the funniest I, thing. That was hilarious. It's not. Just like, um. <laughs> what? Every time I'm mad, I fart? Yeah. Or is it every time I fart, I'm mad? Every time I fart, I'm mad. <laughs> I am. That's new merch. I don't think there's been a single time where I farted and I wasn't. It wasn't because I it was... was during Shrek, too. You were mad that people were blocking the screen. You went, get away, I'm watching Shrek. <laughs> yeah. And then the other time, it was because <clears throat> we were playing Yahtzee, and you didn't know how to play, and I was getting frustrated, and I was just like, it's a simple game. And I, could, I didn't understand how you are trying to explain it. And then okay, the one time I farted, and I was not mad, it was because you pushed it out of me, cracking my back. You just went. <laughs> oh jeez! And you thought I shit myself. I was worried that I did, and but when you started laughing, I knew you didn't. And then I started laughing. We just rolled onto How the floor and were laughing. How about you tell me about your bean bag? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Fine, I'll tell him. No, don't, don't, don't. Jack. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Why? Because I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, fine. You guys are missing out on some real gold. That ain't being talked about. Boring. This podcast has to be all-inclusive, open to talk about anything. Challenge me. Challenge you. Um, something I have to talk about, and I will. Fuck it. Well, you're more open than I am. I, that's like one thing I won't talk about. The one thing. That's... There's a lot of things you won't talk about. Don't act over here like that's your one kryptonite. Well, okay, you you say something then. I don't have anything to say. What are you doing? I don't know, I went down a little bit. That's it. That's the end of the episode. What? Wait, yep. what? No, we're done Why? for the day. Because we don't have anything else to talk about, and you're boring, and you don't want to tell stories. And I think we've gone on for long enough. We're gonna lose our sparkle, and we will come back next week. Oh yeah, we've gone for an hour. Yeah. We're done. Well, this um, is it. You guys are hearing live how we bicker when Jack does not not live when Jack does not want to listen to me. He never listens, even though I'm always right. I listen to you. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, just like last time, if you want art like that, like the art we have for our podcast, pretty dope. Find Linda Doyle on Fiverr. That's L I N D A D O Y L E. And if you want to host your podcast, choose Red Circle because it's free. They'll go out and get monetization for you and ad revenue and stuff like that. And all they do is they take a profit. Uh, take a percentage from it so they can make a profit and keep their website free. Okay. Anything else you want to add? No. I'm ready to go to bed. You ready to go to bed? Yep. It's 7.40 p.m. and I'm ready to go to bed. Okay. So, see you next time you pop a squat or whatever. Mike. <laughs> <laughs>